0: What are three gift ideas that you can give that are not stuff? That's what we're gonna talk about today, giving gifts that are not stuff. Welcome to the What Could Go podcast. My name is Eric Orton.
1: My name is Emily Orton.
0: And here we talk about personal growth, family connection, and raising adult kids.
1: So one of the things that can get me the most stressed about holiday seasons are all the expectations that I believe other people have around them, and that I feel like I want to meet all those expectations, especially for my family, my husband, our kids, and I used to just really have a hard time with Christmas. I called it the Christmas Crankies, and (laughs) I would like start going into tailspin in those last weeks prior to Christmas because I felt in that it was almost like my report card as a mom, like how happy everybody was at Christmas. And I know it's all, um, just not logical and emotional, but we have come up with over the years, a variety of ideas about gift giving. And what it's actually meant to do is to say like, I see you I'm happy that we are sharing life, you know, and and that I wanna support you and your goals in some way. Like it's a, giving a gift is a way to make a connection. And so these ideas have been some of the favorites. We do still, we we give gifts, that's often a thing that we do. but um, here have been some of the, and I what I mean, we do still give objects that you're gonna wrap up and then unwrap that morning but stuff. yeah, stuff. Things we give stuff. Um, that's definitely something that still happens in our family, uh, but we also have some other options to choose from. And one of my favorites is experiences.
0: All right, so let's start with experiences. One example, and this was not a, this was not a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or anything, but it was it was a gift from my mom. And it was the gift of an experience. If you listen to the previous episode, I talk about how much I used to ride a bicycle to get around before I turned 16. And this was especially true when I was 14 years old. I would ride everywhere. I had a 10-speed bicycle, and I rode long, long distances to get where I wanted to go to the point where my, actually, my dad had a really nice um, road racer bike that he never used, and I sort of, Took it over. <laughs> and I was, you know, like the black spandex shorts and the little small visor hat. And I had a little jersey with a. I wish to, I would have
1: been there in those days.
0: To see me in my black spandex hat. Yeah, I'm or, or the, the whole hat thing. with the small visor. Yeah. Mostly the spandex. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, and uh, and I had the little jersey where it could stick a banana in the back and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. So I was pretty legit. I was a little bit hardcore. I had the pedals that were that like your feet would clip into the pet, you know, your shoes clipped into the pedals and I would read cycling magazine, things like Ooh. that. So I was, you know, legit. I was legit. <laughs> so my mother is from Finland and we were going there to spend the summer. And I was a 14 year old that didn't speak Finnish. And my mom was a little worried that I would be bored. So, but she also knew that I was planning to bring my bicycle, which I was. And when I showed up, because she went ahead and I had to finish school, you know, I finished out the school year and then I I joined her, my sister and I, and we got over there and she said, Hey, Eric, I have registered for you for the Tour de Finlandia. And, you know, you might've heard of the Tour de France. (laughs) It's basically the same thing, except in Finland. Just kidding. It's no. It was a one-day event, and it the the course was 180 kilometers, which works out to roughly 120 miles, which was way beyond a distance that I had ever ridden in one go. But my mom registered me for it, and it and I said, "Well, when is it?" And she said, well, "It's in two weeks." I was like, "Oh, so I've got I've got lots of time to prepare."
1: Just let me get over my jet lag.
0: Yeah, so I slept for two days woke up and then went into training and training consisted of this my mom would identify, i would say this is about how far i want to ride today and she would we would pick a small town outside of where we were my grandma's town she would drive out drop me off and then i would ride home that was the whole training regimen and i would ride i would i would ride one day take a rest day ride again the next day and to increasingly distant towns to the point that and and i would love these rides because i was just by myself finland's a pretty flat country beautiful countryside riding past you know fields and lakes and um i didn't speak the language and so it was really easy you know to just like yeah. pass my day riding long distances to the point where on the last trip um i was gonna ride from Lothi, which is the town where my my grandmother lived to Helsinki, which you've probably heard of. And this was gonna be roughly 100 miles, 105 miles, and it was gonna be my final training trip before, we, um, before the race. Do I need to get into this part of the story, do you think it's, or is that? Is that I true? mean,
1: let's like, just here how right. sweet your mom is. Okay. But this was all part of the experience that she gifted you.
0: Fair enough. Okay, so the plan is we're gonna, I'm gonna ride my bicycle to Finland, sorry to Helsinki and my mom this is this was far enough that it didn't make sense for her to drop me off and me, me to ride home so this was going to be a one-way and she was going to meet me in Helsinki and kind of as a celebration we were going to go out for Pizza Hut because mm. there's one Pizza Hut in Finland or at least there was at the time and I really loved pizza and so I rode all the way there to Helsinki many many hours of cycling I get there And I get to the spot that's designated and, you know, to date the whole thing, this is again, long before the internet, long before cell phones and all that. And so it was just like, meet me at the intersection of this road and this road. And I was like, okay. And I did. And I got there and we didn't know how long it would take me. So I just waited. I figured my mom would be along eventually. And I kept waiting and I waited like an hour. And then I think I waited two hours and it was starting to get dark and it was also the skies were darkening because rain was coming and this intersection was not really close to anything it was just meant to be like a meeting point and then we would go from there and so i had my little biker jersey and my spandex pants and my very lightweight plastic mesh shoes nothing about it was warm i guess is what i'm trying to say and that's when <laughs> kind of like the sky's open and the rain started to come down and I'm just there getting wet and there's nothing to stand under. So I'm literally just by the side of the road getting soaking wet and um, you're like, why is this a gift? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, eventually I'm like, well, I'm just going to start riding towards, I'm going to ride back because then I'll, I'll warm up and then I'll meet up with my mom sooner. And, um, and the rain is just pounding i'm riding on this country road two lanes just riding 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 and cars are going by and you know spray and splash and i'm just kind of miserable and feeling sorry and sad for myself because this is not sitting in a booth at pizza hut which is what i really wanted and i ride for hours and then finally a little red old, old BMW drives past. And I recognize that that's the car that we're borrowing from my grandfather while we're there. And I stop because I think it's them. And then I turn around and I see that the car has stopped and hangs a Yui and comes and picks me up. And it is my mom. And I promise I'm not going to cry. I promise I'm not going to cry. But it was, man, she just jumped out and wrapped me up in a blanket and gave me a big hug and said, I'm so happy you're okay. We didn't know what happened to you. And we broke my bicycle down and put it into the trunk of the car. And I honestly, I don't remember if we went to Pizza Hut or not. I don't <laughs> think we did. I think we just went home. <laughs> we were just all so exhausted. And anyway, I think I I think I did like the full 120 that day. If you add up all the all the extra miles that I rode, anyway. We got home and I was warm and cleaned up, and my mom was like, well, "What happened?" And I was like, "We talked," and I was like, "Cause she's like, I went all the way to Helsinki, and you weren't there, and I drove back, I drove back home, and you weren't there, and so I drove to Helsinki, and then I was on my way to Helsinki again, mm-hmm. and turns out that there were two highways with the same number, the old highway. And the new highway, and I was on the old highway, and she was obviously on the new highway, and we just missed each other. Total honest miscommunication. Why is this a gift? I'm actually, Emily, why, why is this a gift?
1: Well, I just love that your mom wanted you to have an experience, and that isn't not where the story ends. I mean, you actually ride the Tour de Finlandia, and they call you American Poika, American boy. And American you're like boy. with a team of Finnish writers, and you're like the youngest writer there. And you actually complete it, and your family's there cheering for you. And you feel this great sense of accomplishment that has become one of your backstories that kind you, of a core memory of some core kind. Core memory that you turn to, both in what you're capable of and in your relationship with your mom and your love for Finland. And so what I love is that this is not something that we pack in a cardboard box and haul from place to place or put in storage when we're traveling.
0: Although it's... this week I did open a <laughs> box in our storage unit and I had those little visor hats that I wore. That hat. <laughs> I found two of them. And anyway, we're probably going to give them away, but yeah. <laughs> but
1: it's a, it's a gift where you got to learn more about yourself and more about the country and draw closer in your relationship with your mom, it's a memory that continues to inform your life as you go forward. And I think that's really what I love about giving an experience is it's a gift on so many levels. First, you can have the gift of anticipation because you had the-
0: I got to enjoy it for two weeks before I even got it.
1: Yeah, you're like looking forward to it and that's a great thing. like if you're planning um, a trip or a retreat or some kind of travel, you just draw closer to the people you're either planning to gather with or you're planning to go with as you make you know your, your plans and your preparations for the experience. So that is a time of connection and that's such a gift and it's, you know, there's an enthusiasm there and then you get to actually have the experience and then it keeps giving because if it's a really like a good kind of experience, um, it continues to unfold and ripple out into your life informing, you know, decisions you might make in the future or what you think you're capable of and... And so I just think it allows for just connection and um, encouragement before, during, and after. Having experiences can have that kind of effect. We've seen that on grand scales when we maybe traveled for many, many months in a row. And we've also seen it on very small scales when we're like, hey, we've never tried this before. Let's just try this thing together and, and see how it goes. And in fact, this year, we have, uh, at Christmas, we will have two new sons-in-law. This will be our first.
0: Sons-in-law or son-in-laws? Because it's not multiple laws, it's multiple sons. Okay, sons-in-law. For for all those of us entering this space, sons-in-law.
1: And so, and our kids are mostly adults. Our youngest is 16 and everyone else is 18 or over. And so we thought, let's do an experience together and we haven't decided exactly what it's going to be, but
0: we've got some fun ideas.
1: Everybody's in on it. They all said, yes, let's do that. Let's, let's pick an experience, something that will create a new memory and help us bond together. And then it will carry us forward in those relationships and be a connection. And it'll probably be a kind of thing that we wouldn't do every week or every year. It would probably be something unique and different than than what we would normally do. put our resources into, but we want to do it so that it will stand out as a connecting season. It will be something for us to look forward to doing together, to do together, and then to remember the time and the inside jokes and the story, and that will be a common point of reference for all of us going forward. Uh, So I love that about experiences. Also, you don't have to store them anywhere.
0: Right, You you can have pictures to remember them and you can have memories. They don't break. And as Emily and I are (laughs) fond of saying, the only investment that always goes up in value is our memories. Mm -hmm. And when you give give and receive experiences, you're creating some of those things, those memories that are always going to last.
1: And sometimes Mm. even a bad experience can be a good memory. Like you were telling about how miserable you were on that (laughs) bicycle ride. And yet it's such a beautiful and cherished memory.
0: That's really true. And if you think about like, if you want to like get into the money part, I have no idea what this cost. Maybe to sign up for maybe, it was race. $50, maybe it was fifty dollars, maybe it was one hundred fifty dollars, or I have no idea. But I'm sure it wasn't a bunch of money. And yeah, the value mm-hmm. to like the dollar, co- <laughs> the, like the, the value proposition of giving experience, And it's so, like the joy to dollar ratio, super high, super high with an experience.
1: And you can even have experiences that you plan out that don't even cost money at all. So sure. for example, when I was a little girl, my family used to do this experience, I don't know, every couple of months, my my mom or my dad would say, let's go for a penny walk. But you don't even spend the penny. We would just take the penny and we would walk to the to the end of the sidewalk and you flip the penny and it's like, heads you go right, tails you go left. And every time we would just, at every corner, we would just flip the penny. And that's how we would decide where we were going to go. And at the end, we still kept the penny. But we made all the memories. And it was just like, hey, we're just kind of hanging out together. We It's a little bit of an adventure because we don't know where we're going to go. Um, but we're going to go together.
0: I love it. So You don't even have to spend a penny. You just have to have one. <laughs> okay. So we actually have three ideas of of gifts that are not stuff and and. Experiences is the first one. and sort of like the mo- the biggest, most involved one. So that's why we've, we've taken some time to talk about it. The, um, but there are two other ones that are super easy and super free and super I think super cool.
1: Okay. Here's one that I think is probably the most unusual that I've actually never heard of anybody else doing. And you can do it for Christmas or you can do it...
0: For a birthday for or... a
1: birthday or just a weeknight or anytime for fun. And to get a little technical, there is stuff involved, but there's no keeping of stuff that occurs. And this is one where we took our great love for local libraries. And what we do is every person just goes into the library and you pick out a book that you think the other person is going to like. So in our family, I might pick six books for the six other people that are in our family. And you could pick more than one book for each person if you found them. So for example, we went, um, one year we did this and my daughter found this book that was in Japanese that she thought her sister who speaks Japanese would really like. And she found like great books for every person. Anyway, we were able to go and we still got to wrap it up and unwrap it and you're like, this is a library book. It's due back in three weeks. You can renew it, <laughs> but this is basically either it's a joke, right? <laughs> like this is so funny, um, or it's something that I genuinely thought you would enjoy, and it's showing like I know you, and you can. Or choose I'm thinking to, about I'm you. I'm thinking about you, and you can choose to spend time in this area or not. But either way, we we had this little moment together.
0: It was really fun because one, yeah, some of them were just a joke you know, like this is a book that obviously you wouldn't want to read, but for whatever reason, it you know, I got it. And, and But also you can give one or, or multiple books to each person. There's no limit because there's no cost and you have a mountain of stuff under the tree to, to open up. <laughs> and then also it's kind of like if somebody got you a book that you're not really that interested in, you don't actually feel that bad because you're like, I've got six books or however many, you know, and I'll take it back anyway. I'm going to read these two or three, and I'm going to return the other ones. But you still feel seen and known and loved, but you don't feel the guilt of like I'm actually going to return these books. And um, and I guess if you really love a book, then you'd be like you buy it. At that point, (laughs) you buy it. You know, like they can then buy it for you as a gift, or you can buy it for yourself. But you know, and so and then in the end all the library books go back. And so there's not any more stuff in your life, in your house to, to deal with. So it's kind of an elegant one that we had a lot of fun with one year.
1: I, uh, I actually wonder if we got the idea from one of our favorite movies, which is Dan in Real Life. And kind of one of the beginning incidents, the meet cute is, in a bookstore, and she thinks he works at the bookstore and she's asking for recommendations. And he just goes around randomly picking Ooh. books from all different genres children's books, novels, nonfiction, f- poetry. And then he kind of makes up this Presents big explanation them. for why everything. And they just have this like beautiful connection and laugh. And, and, um, anyway. We particularly love going to libraries. Anywhere we go in the world, we go to libraries. It's a little window into the community. There's usually a board saying all the experiences you could have there <laughs> um, if you're interested in experiences. But we also just love, love, love books and um, having them flow through our lives and not necessarily stay on our shelves. Mm-hmm. So that's a really fun one. I've never heard of anybody else doing it and until like we tried it out and a couple of people have tried it and they've really enjoyed it in their families. So if you wanna try that one out, that one's one's so fun. You have to maybe let go of some expectations and ideas around what (laughs) gift giving is all about, but that is a really fun one and no one feels burdened by it.
0: Okay, so that's, so experiences is one. Picking out library books is two. The third one is actually, you guys know the song, If I Had a Million Dollars. We did this one year and we just said if i had a million dollars i would give you and we literally just read our list off to each other i
1: yeah i made like a picture list for each person and i had everybody sitting on the couch and i was like eric if i had a million dollars these are the presents that i would want to buy for you and i just showed every single one of them like a slideshow (laughs) like a slideshow
0: yeah and nobody unwrapped anything that year but it was super fun because we all just had so much fun dreaming and and like just what ifing And again, we felt seen and known and loved. And I think that was the real, that's the real gift of a, or the real treasure of a gift is, you know, when it, aside from it, it might be like, oh, this would be useful. I could use some new deodorant. <laughs> Here's a
1: picture of deodorant. <laughs>
0: If I had a million dollars, I would buy you a deodorant factory so you'd never run out. No, just the idea of, of feeling seen and known and loved. And so making those lists, everybody had fun playing with the idea. It was really playful and, mm-hmm. and um, whimsical.
1: It was so fun to create it too because I didn't feel any kind of financial inhibitions right money was no object in this case i'm just saying here's what i wish that i could give you so for example i could tell eric like i wish i could get you a seat on a rocket into outer space to go stay at the space station i would love to give you that gift and he's like i know you're not getting that for me (laughs) like he didn't he didn't feel like oh emily what a cheapskate you didn't get me the you know (laughs) Fifty million dollar seat on a. We might have to say like, if I had a billion dollars, this is what I would give you. you can, but. Yeah, you
0: can set the threshold, and, and I would also say that it's really fun for the kids too because then they get to be a little bit spendy. Yeah, and you just have fun thing like I would buy you this beach house, or you know, or I would buy you this helicopter, or you know, or whatever. Like
1: a year's supply of Trader Joe's lime chili chips or like whatever it might be they're like i know what you like i know what you like and if i could i would love to give this to you or i would donate a library to some country in your name or you know yeah that's really fun
0: so okay so any anything else about those three ideas
1: i just think that it was such a relief to be able to open my heart wide you know and say this is what i would love to give you Like I see you, I know what you would love and I would love to give it to you. And it helped, even though I couldn't actually give those gifts, just saying, I wish I could give you these gifts that let this like flow of generosity. And um, so I think that's all I have to say about that.
0: Well, and I'm also going to throw it out there. We have a couple of unconventional gift ideas. Mm. You can give the gift of sailing. You can give the gift of, Coaching. You can also give the gift of our book. I wasn't thinking <laughs> about that one earlier but if you know Seven to C is actually. You
1: can even check it out from your or library. you can just get it from the library and give it
0: for free. So either one. If you, um, they don't
1: have it at your library, just tell the librarian, "I want you to order this book." And that's true. They can make sure it's on the shelves, and then you can read it and be like, "I love this book so much. I want to buy it. I want a copy for everybody I know." Or you might say. That was a fun story i feel inspired and returned. based on that i want to have a more nimble lifestyle i'm giving this book back and getting rid of lots of other stuff too
0: <laughs> so emily why do you think going sailing might be a fun experience type gift
1: oh uh, i think this one is especially like the ideal scenario i think is if you can go with someone you love like go with your Spouse, your partner, or if you can go as a whole family, those have been some really incredible trips when, um, the whole family will come out together and, and not only do we get in a completely new environment where they see themselves in a new way, but we have these incredible conversations. It's a two for one in the sailing because we do, um, on some of our coaching on the sailing trips, not on the scouting trips, but, um. When when we're going to an area that we're familiar with and we know we can give like the full meal, we we do the coaching too. So um, it's a chance to really reset, refresh, reconnect, and come away with some new ideas and plans for the future. But we've just seen families connect like crazy um, through these experiences. It's so much more than just a vacation in a beautiful place, as delightful as that can be. Um, you have really deep meaningful conversations and come away with new new ideas about what you might hope to seek for in your future and to be able to support each other in those goals and you have also the shared language um, around it. So it's a really efficient way to connect. I you know I didn't know this about adventure before we started going on trips like this and and seeking out experiences but it is a super efficient way to connect as a family and to grow as a as a person and in your relationships so i think you know i'm a relationship girl so that's what i love most about it i mean the pictures look great on instagram but that's not what you carry in your heart that's not what affects your life for the next two decades (laughs) so that's not what connects you to your new in-laws
0: yeah. So if you want to go sailing, we're taking people sailing this year and we would love to talk and see if being on the crew for one of these trips is a good fit, whether it's a scouting trip or we currently don't have any life design retreats on the calendar. But if if you want to put together a, a boat of people, we'll do it. if it's a full boat. Great, we'll do it. And that's, yeah. A full boat is eight people.
1: In 2024. Right now we have um, on the docket Bahamas. Bahamas
0: in February, New Zealand in April and greece in july so So if any of those are of interest to you drop us a note email us message us on social media um you can reply to any one of the emails that we send out Um, if there's
1: something you have in mind that you want to do for your family we're considering you know we might say yeah we can open up a spot
0: yeah for that like i say if it's a full boat but a lot of times we'll just put put
1: yeah if you wanted to do it as a whole family or a group of siblings and and partners.
0: Yeah. It would be awesome. Okay, and the last thing about coaching, um, we love helping people discover what's possible in their lives. And I'll do the whole thing about discovery calls at the end. But coaching, working with people and helping them take their what-if, first of all, identifying what their what-if is and then breaking it down into how they're going to make it happen. We love it. Mm-hmm. We love it. and And we love to push you on your what- your what if. We want you to choose something that feels genuinely impossible. That's where we like to get you to. Kind of like this, if I had a million dollars, like what if you had, what kind of thing would you do or what kind of person would you want to become? That's the kind of thing that we want to help you pick. And then we start to help you break down the process of getting there. And we love helping people move from it feeling impossible to it becoming inevitable.
1: I think that's probably my favorite point in the coaching. I love getting to know everyone and getting clear on the ideas. But when they actually start, they start taking action. And they then we're reporting back the wins every time we meet. And then they come to a point where they say, oh, this is definitely going to happen. Like, it's so obvious if I just keep going in this direction, then this thing is definitely going to happen in our life. And it's across, you know, maybe it's a kind of travel or maybe it's a kind of, um, thing you want to build in your community or maybe it's a new lifestyle that you want to create for yourself and you know for the people who are looking at you and saying is this this really possible like what I'm thinking mostly of kids nieces nephews grandchildren um
0: it ripples out it ripples out to those other generations and and other people in your life
1: Yeah. And I think it's been so, so fun. Like most recently, my favorite thing that I heard was we were, we were talking about this for years. And now just in these last few weeks working together, we're actually...
0: Months. It was a few months.
1: Yeah. Several, yeah. Several weeks, 12 weeks, whatever. We're now actually, we're doing it. It's happening. It's definitely going to happen. And that just feels amazing. And I know that's how it was for us too, because when we started talking about living on a boat, we were talking about it for years when our daughter was like, are you actually ever going to do anything about it? Do you really have the guts to do this? And, and, um, it was just a world of difference when we started taking those committed action steps and climbing into (laughs) the new reality that that was living our dream.
0: You know what? I, I just realized as we we're talking today in our, in when we're working with individuals and couples, I know that they feel like something has moved from impossible to inevitable when they start, we'll get on a call and they'll say, you know, okay, so there's this other thing. And, <laughs> and it's like, cause the, the goal is to teach a process and a, and a framework that can be applied to dozens of, Ideas or opportunities dozens of what ifs like
1: an adventure or like the island that you're aiming for And
0: so and and usually we'll get to one two or maybe three in the course of coaching and when somebody says oh Yeah, yeah, that one. I know that one's on track. I know it's gonna happen Then they say here's another one that I'm interested in. Yeah, and once they say there's this other thing then it's like, okay They've turned the corner. This one is this one is this train has left the station and that thing it has already occurred or it will occur yeah and it has definitely become inevitable and then you say okay now what else do i want to apply it to so anyway
1: that's i think what i love about coaching too is because you, you you coach it once you you learn the template and how it works and then you can and you have now this new level of confidence and you can run that
0: as circuit many times as, many as you times want in, the, you in want. the years to come so okay so quick recap we love giving the gift of experiences for the reasons of anticipation, the the event or moment itself, and then the memories and the ripple out. We love giving library books for free, and we also love making lists of what you would do if you had a million dollars and somehow sharing or presenting that. And if we can be helpful in the experiences department with um, an adventure, a sailing adventure, or coaching, and if or if you want our book and. You can buy it or you can just get it from your library and wrap it up and give it to somebody. So those are our holiday gift ideas. Anything else, Emily?
1: Hey, happy holidays.
0: (laughs) What could go right? Thanks for listening. Hey there, it's Eric. How would you like to travel for a month with your entire family anywhere in the world without quitting your job? I'd love to show you how. That's how Emily and I and our five kids started. We would just do these one month trips that eventually grew to living on a sailboat, including our daughter with special needs. Once we started to do this, we felt like we'd just found the cheat code for life and we'd love to share it with you. So this is what we do. It's called a discovery call. You book a time for 20, 30 minutes, it's free. We're gonna go over three questions. And when we do this, you're gonna be able to launch your first of many hopefully family adventures does not require you to quit your job all you got to do is go to the awesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery pick a time that works for you and we'll get on and we'll get you going why do i do these for free because everyone deserves to know what's possible in their life including you so love to see you there thanks